0: Welcome everyone to our podcast, the podcast, the Microsoft Century Podcast. we Microsoft <laughs> stuff on a podcast. I it's been, China. it's been, it's been two weeks. So he yeah, forgot how to do the
1: introduction. So it's okay.
0: I know it's like forgetting <laughs> your, your home phone number when you're your child. Yeah. Uh, I am your host today, Kareem Anderson. I'm joined by the world's greatest co-host,
1: Arif Bacchus.
0: And we are back, folks. Uh, we have missed a ton of news. We're going to try and catch you up on the latest news and see if we can work our way backwards to anything that you might have wanted us to talk about in the past two weeks. Uh, but we thank you guys for joining us uh, again today. Uh, and let's get on with the news, shall we?
1: Yeah, we have three topics, as usual, three big topics that we want to get to. And the first of which is the new Microsoft Adaptive Accessories, which are designed to help make PCs more accessible for everyone and folks with disabilities.
0: Yeah, uh, may not seem like a big news story, but uh, for the accessibility news front, it is huge. So we'll get into that, and we'll get into details about those accessories as well. Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, Microsoft's Windows 11 getting a uh, new—I think it's called Voice Recorder, but I think the headlines have been calling it Sound Recorder app. Uh, It's a new design on the previous recorded app. We'll get into some details about the functionality that's coming with it, along with the UI changes uh, and. On that same note, we'll be talking about the dev channel getting split back into uh, dev and beta channels for the Insider Program.
1: And third up is the Edge Secure Network, which is what the name suggests it is. I mean, you asked me what is that when you (laughs) saw it, but Edge Secure Network is basically a built-in VPN for Microsoft Edge Canary, and we'll run through what that is for you.
0: Yeah, and we'll also try and explain why Microsoft chose the hardest way to name something, and they're just calling it Edge VPN. <laughs> People know what VPNs are these days, thanks to podcast apps and the like. Uh, and then we're going to move into our rundown section, which is our fast recap, where we take about 10 minutes to kind of go bullet points through uh, the week's news. And maybe we'll go back a couple uh, weeks into old stories as well. We're going to start off talking about why you shouldn't be using the new uh, One Outlook uh, leaked version that's out on the internet right now.
1: And we also have some uh, Build 2022 sessions that you might not want to miss because Microsoft finally listed all of the Build sessions.
0: Yeah, uh, we're also going to be talking about Microsoft helping to pay employees uh, travel expenses potentially for in the wake of the new abortion uh, bills that are about to, I guess, hit uh, the states soon.
1: And then also Windows 10 version 20H2 has hit end of service.
0: Yeah, so no more security updates for that, uh, but we'll see what that means for you folks who are still using and love Windows 10. Uh, And then we talk about the Xbox streaming device and TV app, which is set to be released soon. So uh, we'll get into some details about what that means as far as Xbox expanding outside of just the console.
1: And what about this news about Bethesda? Are they it going back to the Xbox day, Xbox One days, where there are no console exclusives anymore?
0: I know we need one of those. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> we'll talk about Bethesda's uh, unfortunate news this week, uh, and uh, that'll be the end of our re- recap, I guess. And then we'll be moving to our week ahead, which uh, you have some interesting news to talk about.
1: Yes, where you'll now be able to vote for your favorite Microsoft Store apps.
0: Uh, along with that, we also have an interview that we are trying to tease a little bit about for Microsoft Viva. For those of you who are hyper-focused with getting the most optimized version of your work done, Microsoft has a whole platform for that. Uh, these are usually for HR people, I would assume. So, our HR fans, stay ready. Uh, and then we'll be talking about Microsoft's $21.9 billion Army contract, uh, which is about to hit its big first test, uh, where Microsoft going to the field for about a month and a half about a month-long field test uh, where they will prove to uh, the Department of Defense and the U.S. Army whether or not they should get the rest of that uh, contract money.
1: And that's it. time to get into our first topic, which is the Microsoft Adaptive Accessories. So what are adaptive accessories? If you've been following Microsoft, you know that they've been trying to make their products inclusive uh, for everyone. And there was the Surface Adaptive Kit, which I know you reviewed a couple of months ago. And there's also the Xbox Adaptive Controller, which is designed to make gaming more accessible for everyone. Well, now there is the new Microsoft Adaptive Accessories, We're saying adaptive accessories and it's mainly three main accessories that Microsoft announced at their Ability Summit last week. And there are three things that they came up with. It is the Microsoft Adaptive Mouse, the uh, Microsoft adaptive accessories for your keyboard with the Microsoft adaptive hub and then there are also adaptive buttons so let's start first with the adaptive mouse. This is a new mouse that will fit your needs uh, needs for people with disabilities. It adds a mouse tail and a thumb support as well as three D printed tails for even more customized setups and Second up is the Microsoft adaptive hub, which is basically a little hub that you could plug into a PC and then use your keyboard wirelessly, you could get different buttons that you could uh, press on, and it replaces your traditional keyboard and it pairs up to The four buttons, which we're about to get into next, those are the Microsoft adaptive buttons, and those buttons have a D-pad, joystick, as well as a dual button accessories, and those buttons can be configured for various needs. If you want, you could 3D print your own button, uh, button toppers, and put them on top of the physical buttons and configure them to help you use your PC with ease. And it's a huge deal. I know that Panos Panay was there at the event where they announced it at Microsoft Ability Summit. And it's really great to see that Microsoft is making PCs easier to use for everyone.
0: Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, It's just like having, for those of us who grew up in the 80s, the old uh, joystick controllers just laying around. Uh, The other cool part is the 3D Printing. I know Microsoft went hard on 3D printing at the beginning of this 10. They've kind of laid off of it. Hopefully, they kind of do another push for it uh, just so that uh, the uh, economic scales re- represent that so that people can 3D print much easier, have more access to devices that 3D print, and their cost comes down so that these t- accessory toppers, you know, again, are more even more accessible than they would be uh, initially coming out now. I think it's a great idea, uh, especially for, again, like we said, there are, tons of people that have physical disabilities uh, that hinder them from being able to, you know, use an ergonomic keyboard or use a regular keyboard or hold a mouse the same way that the rest of us would hold a mouse or, you know, twitches and things like that, that, you know, they have to have a certain rhythm in the way they type and things like this. And it's just nice that, uh, you know, companies, I'm not saying the Microsoft's the only one, but, you know, we report a Microsoft or thinking about these kind of things in the more abstract and just like, oh, here's, uh, color contrast and here's a narrator and you know, making it all software-based. If people can't even get to the device itself, a lot of those things are missed in Windows.
1: And It's not the only thing that was announced at the Ability Summit. They also highlighted some work being done in Windows 11 on accessibility, like the live captions, voice access, natu- and natural narrator, which all, all are now testable uh, through the Windows Insider program.
0: Speaking of which, <laughs> yeah, <so> they're, <laughs> yeah. they're making even more advances in software, but yeah. I do appreciate the advances in hardware. I remember uh, the Xbox um, accessibility uh, device uh, was a pretty big hit uh, about yep. two or three Christmases ago or whatnot when it first came out. Uh, so again, I'm glad that they're just expanding on this.
1: And get us into our second topic, which is the new Sound Recorder app on Windows yeah. 11.
0: I played around with it uh, today uh, and a little bit yesterday, and it's it's a cool app, I mean, but to be honest, and, it, you know, as I was recording, I was thinking to myself, would this be a good supplement for people who do podcasts? You know, you uh, would have uh, two recordings, essentially, and you kind of see the wavelengths, you can see how high your pitch is going or how low and things like that for editing purposes if you don't have said hardware to begin with or software to begin with, so if you're not using, like... Uh, Audition or Audacity or something like that. This is just a cool little quick way to kind of get recordings and the information you need. Uh, what Microsoft has done in Windows 11 redesign has made it look very similar to the ones that we've seen on mobile devices, particularly the Apple uh, recording. Uh, it's very simplistic. Uh, it takes a uh, two color tone, basically, whatever your theme is, uh, if it be light or dark, plus the red recording button and a red uh, uh, content tracer as it goes across. Uh, what you're saying or not. You're able to save recordings and they're pinned off to the left side of the screen. Uh, there are some other settings as far as how you want to record it so or, or uh, export the audio. There's different codecs that you can use. Uh, so, I mean, they're adding some uh, functionality to it. The one thing I would hope that they can get around to, and because, you know, these are being driven by computers, which, you know, have a lot of processing power, is if they can get to the level of, like, Google, where they have the transcribing aspect to it. So that you know, if you're doing an interview, if you're doing a recording of a meeting or something like that, um, and you're not using one of the big uh, communication tools like Teams or Slack or something like that, you just need something quick, uh, that you can pull up uh, this recording device and trans- and have it automatically transcribe what you said in that meeting. That's the only thing I'm missing from it right now, but uh, it's, again, it's in the, it's in the dev version of dev release of Windows Insider 11. Uh, So not a lot of people are seeing it just yet, but it'll make its way out to everybody. And I think it's just great that Microsoft, again, is adding UI designer touches to Windows 11 for some of the already inbox apps we've been kind of asking for.
1: It's always controversial when they release these apps. I know they've they've redesigned Paint by now, uh, Calculator. Uh, a lot of the inbox apps have been redesigned, but it takes forever for regular Windows 11 users to get it. I mean, what the hell takes them so long to just roll out a redesigned app to the general public? Why do we need to wait forever?
0: That's a good question because these are just apps, <laughs> as you said. Like once, yeah, I, I guess it, I mean, in, as much as we like to think that Microsoft has kind of pulled a Google where they detached uh, the app updates from the system, from the core, from the sy- core system updates. I feel like they're always tied to it, no matter what. Like you know, if we can get a dev version of the OS, then you can go into the Windows Store and get the updated version of the app. Versus just pushing out like everyone, should like you mentioned, everyone should just be getting these UI updates. You know, regardless of. Uh, Windows 10 or Windows 11 uh, operating right. system. These are just apps with that are being, um, you know, lynched or pinned through the APIs. Not necessarily the design. Like I know they want a cohesive look, but I think when the people on Windows 10 should be getting the new calculator, they should be getting uh, Paint, and they should be getting, you know, Snipping uh, or is it Sketch? Was it Snipping Sketch or whatever? Or, sketch. Yeah. yeah, like they should be getting all of this stuff uh, because this is, makes the transition to Windows 11. That much easier for people when, and eventually, this does happen. So, uh, like I said, I think it's a cool app. I don't necessarily use Recorder All of that often, to be honest with everybody. But for those people who do, and you know, use it on, you know, maybe say a Surface Pro 8 or you know whatever device you're using to record stuff on, it's a nice it's a nice you know UI uh, pick me up. So uh, hopefully, we'll get it out to everybody whenever they do the official rollout for the updated version Windows 11 11.1,
1: whatever they <laughs> call it. Uh, 11.3. Take your bets now. We're calling the next feature update to Windows 11, Windows 11.3.
0: They might jump and just do the like whole numbers or it's like 11.5, then 12, 12.5. <laughs> Who
1: knows? Uh, and uh, something that we also want to get to here is the split in the Windows Insider program coming to an end. Well, I don't know if it's coming to an end or if it's a new split. Well, they split it before and they merge and now they're splitting again. So the dev and the re, the, the
0: reemergence through, of the re, split.
1: Reemerging through the split or however you yeah. want to phrase it. But... The dev and the beta channels had merged together a couple of months ago as one and they were getting the same builds and this was because microsoft wanted to get feedback and test the next featured update to windows 11 even though they didn't say so specifically that is what the end goal of that was and now they've split again into their own path so now the dev and the beta channels are on different builds and that ability to switch between the two channels is now closed so you're gonna if you want to reinstall windows if you want to switch between the channels you're going to need to reinstall windows 11 uh, to do so but basically in the beta channel there's nothing in the latest beta channel build there's nothing that's new there. It's mainly just uh, bug patches, but in the dev channel, Microsoft added a new feature and it's called inline suggested actions. And with this, you could basically highlight a phone number or highlight an email and you'll see suggestions from Windows like calling that number or sending that email or even creating calendar events and other such functions.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have a conspiracy theory, I think because of the release of the new Doctor Strange movie, Microsoft is going in the multiverse <laughs> of releasing builds. Oh. Like, they're going to now start confusing people by this is in this build and this is in that build, but you need to be on this build and you only have this time to get in this this category of build, who knows. But I do know that the inline suggested apps will be controversial because uh, it does two things. It helps people and it hinders people. Uh, I think it's a great idea for anybody who's always complained about how uh, Apple or Macs or whatever the Apple device is just, you know, things just get done. They're just easier on that. I think this will walk people through things that they didn't know about that could make their lives easier. For those of us who are power users, hopefully there's a setting that turns this off because, you know, for most of us will know about these things. But again, right. uh, for, you know, mom pops uh, you know, who have complained about how difficult or how cumbersome Windows can be, these hopefully these tips will help them out
1: and get that will get us into our third topic here which is the news about the edge secure network so What is Edge Secure Network? Uh, You and I, we had a whole debate before the show started about what exactly is Edge Secure Network. Uh, Well, it leaked two weeks ago and it's basically a VPN service for Microsoft Edge, but it's not ready for everyone to test just yet. And it's something that is only available in the Canary version of the browser. And it's not really impressive per se, but it is a free VPN service that you could try out and it's something that is experimental. So if you're not familiar, VPNs, to basically mask your IP address and help you stay secure online by not revealing your true uh, location. And it also basically helps encrypt your web traffic. It's quite common now in countries like Ukraine where it's hard to access services like CNN and other websites from time to time. So basically mask your location and this is what the edge secure network will do. And if you want to try it out, you should download Microsoft Edge Canary, and then uh, you click into the settings menu, and you should see a new little shield icon. And if you're one of the lucky few who are able to test it, you'll see that you'll get this little message letting you know that you've opened the Microsoft Edge secure network in preview, and you only get one gigabyte worth of data a month to use this VPN service with a Microsoft account, and you're going to need to sign in with a Microsoft account to use it anyway. But it seems like Microsoft is getting into the VPN uh, VPN uh, service here. and uh, It's powered by uh, Cloudflare, uh, which is their partner that they partnered with to do this. So what are your thoughts on this new Edge secure network?
0: Uh, better late than never. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I- I wish they would have gone with a more simplistic uh, naming. Uh, again, like I said, I think because we're in the age of podcasts and, and YouTube videos and of the, the hyper targeted ads, but a lot of, at least our audience knows what a VPN is. I think even it'll be easier to explain to your parents what a VPN is than to just say Edge Secure Network. Because basically, right. like you said, what it does is kind of mask your uh, activity online, uh, you know that's what VPNs do. Uh, I also think that the one gigabyte thing, I'm hoping that's just for testing and they expand that, especially if you have a Microsoft account, or that maybe they figure out a way to tie this into using Bing, so that you can use your Bing points or whatever those things are to get more uh, capacity for the VPN networks. Because again, at one gigabyte, uh, as you and I mentioned, like, you're going to be downloading right. uh, you know, 40 minutes of, of <laughs> a movie you like and then coming back next right. month to finish it off or whatnot. not that it's illegal or anything like that. I'm just saying, for those of you who like to view and download things online, this is going to be a bit of a tease, uh, so to speak. (laughs) They're giving you a taste of uh, what freedom can be. Uh, But as you said, this is uh, also coming in the wake of uh, uh, streaming services kind of cracking down. So this is another way, a suggestion, that people can uh, get extended use out of their subscriptions and things like that if they were letting parents or anybody else on their accounts view are a good way to do that. Or get services that are only in other countries. This is, you know, again, Microsoft likes to focus on North America, but if they allow this to be going out to other countries, uh, mainly Canada is one one where they're right right next to us, but they don't get all the same services that we get in Europe as well. So if you're using Edge, this should be a good way for you to get a lot of the features that we talk about on the show, uh, that we write about, uh, you know, get access to them through this VPN network as well.
1: And now it's time for our fast recap segment. And 10 minutes on the clock because I think we have like six topics to get to here. But 10 minutes should be 10 minutes should be good enough because we're always good with this. And first topic in fast recap is Microsoft not wanting you to use the One Outlook client that leaked last week. So what, what is One Outlook? It's basically just a A new Outlook app that is a wrapper of the PWA that you could already use. Nothing new. We had a hands-on video of it last week while we were out and while there wasn't a podcast episode, but Microsoft uh, they uploaded a warning message to the Microsoft 365 admin center that let people know that basically this is untested software, this is in preview and that there are people who should not be using it and Basically, the message says, we are aware that some users can access an unsupported early test version of the new Outlook for Windows. This version is missing some of the features and enhancements that will be available for our customers in the beta channel. So at the same time, they've also basically acknowledged that it's going to be coming soon. But please don't use it right now because of security reasons and don't cause your IT admins headaches.
0: Yes. yeah it, it's a it's an awesome app uh, I hope everyone gets a chance to actually play with it and I hope they add more features to it because uh, the traditional outlook is very robust when it comes to features and that's always been the downside of the inbox app mail app and other versions of outlook that have come out so add the features keep the pWA aspect of it we're good to go the next story we have is a bit of a you know serious one and I want to make sure we get all of the details of this correct because, you know, it affects a lot of people. Microsoft, Microsoft uh, is going to help pay employees for travels for abortion, gender-affirming care, and other medical assistance outside of their region. Uh, as a spokesperson said, quote, Microsoft will continue to do everything we can under the law to protect our employees' rights and support our employees in access to critical health care, which includes services like abortion and gender-affirming care in the United States. The support is being extended to include travel expenses, assistance for these, and other medical services where access to care is limited and availability uh, in an, an employee's home geographic region. This is in reaction to. Uh, leaked documents about the Supreme Court potentially overturning Roe versus Way. Uh, This isn't official yet because we don't have an official ruling for the Supreme Court, but Microsoft seems to be getting out in front of this because they do have a lot of employees across a lot of states where a lot of things are about to change uh, if this decision does or is upheld, uh, I believe next month. So we'll keep an eye on that as well for you guys
1: and third up in the fast recap is microsoft listing all of the build 2022 sessions there are now 524 different sessions that you could sign up for across all three days of microsoft build which is coming up on may 24th and through may 26th and unlike years past it seems like there's a lot about windows there's I think I counted 51 different Windows theme sessions across various different languages. And there's even one that features panel Panay and it's called Create Next-Gen Experiences at Scale with Windows. And other than Windows, there's a ton of different sessions for Microsoft Teams, as well as Office. And there are seven different sessions for Android, which is interesting considering that Microsoft is going all in on Android with their new team that they're creating. And again, Build 2022 is free to attend. You could register yourself and check out all of these sessions and add them to your calendar and get started when the event comes around on May 24th.
0: Uh, and We have our next uh, thing is the end of Windows 10 version 20H2. Uh, it's hit the end of service and we'll no longer be getting security updates for those of you who are still running that. I believe they said the date uh, was May 10th. Uh, it was a good day to switch. I believe they'll probably still give you a week or so more to uh, make that decision. Uh, but it, again, it's for security updates. The operating system will still run, uh, but I'm sure your IT admin has been telling you to upgrade since then. Uh, note that the end of service applies to the home, Pro-Version education, pro, pro education and Pro for Workstation versions of Windows 10 20 uh, H2. So if you have any of those, if you're on that list, uh, again, I'm sure you're getting a knock on your cubicle on your door on the glass, so and <laughs> please switch immediately.
1: And what about this Xbox streaming device and TV app?
0: Yeah, uh, it's a, a long-running rumor. I think everyone's been asking about this for quite quite some time. Uh, we have been wanting this to happen uh, because we wanted to see Xbox outside of the console happen. So I believe what we have here is that Xbox uh, everywhere uh, is what the rumor is that this will be a service that will be uh, applied to apps on TV. So your Samsung TV might have this built into it. Uh, streaming device could be on the way, something in the, in the vein of a Google Chromecast or a, uh, I believe a uh, Roku or something like that. Which will have enough power to run, you know, your Xbox games, uh, your uh, Game Pass and whatnot, all from these devices. So, if you're traveling, instead so of taking the giant in Xbox with you, you plug in <laughs> your controller, this, you know, X, uh, streaming stick in the back of a TV, or if the TV comes built in with it, and you start running your games from there by logging into your Xbox Live account. So. Uh, I believe Tom Warren was tweeting about this that Xbox everywhere includes devices like TV pucks for Xbox Cloud gaming apps or for TV, And even Microsoft's original plan to let you play all Xbox games uh, you own through the cloud. Uh, there was also news, and it's just real quick, that Microsoft is also looking into ways to authenticate uh, a physical device or physical disk into your, Microsoft, uh, your Xbox Live uh, library. So again, for, they're basically putting everything in the cloud so you can play anywhere or you can play everything anywhere.
1: And there's still news about Bethesda as well.
0: Yeah, Bethesda came out with the news. I believe was it today or yesterday, uh, which was kind of a sad horn that uh, two of the <laughs> games that people were expecting to come out, I believe this year, uh, two big games, and because Microsoft spent what was it seven billion or something on Bethesda, something small in comparison to Activision, <laughs> um, that they had planned for uh, their headlines and their exclusives uh, are being put on delay. And that is Redfall and Starfield. Uh, For those of you who don't know what those two games are, let me remind everybody, I think Starfield was an open world game. And uh, I don't quite remember where Redfall was, but they were supposed, they were planned to uh, launch this year. It's kind of a 2022 uh, lineup of exclusives. They are being delayed until uh, the first half of 2023. I, you know, I feel for the developers, and, you know, this is kind of what we say in, you know, when we want reform in the industry, that, you know, people should not have to meet certain dates so that we don't get a Cyberpunk or 2077 or whatever, (laughs) where you get a half-baked game and you get burnt-out developers. So, I mean, it's sad to hear, but, you know, there is still Game Pass. There are tons of games still coming out. We will just have to wait for these Bethesda exclusives until the first half of 2023.
1: And that said, I think we got through our Fast Recap in 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, that was a lot, <laughs>
1: and there's yeah. still a lot ahead in the week ahead, isn't there?
0: Yeah, we are watching a lot of stuff, and what we thought would be the like lull of the late spring, there's still tons of news. We have, uh, as you mentioned, people can now go vote for their favorite Microsoft Store apps. You want to get into details about that?
1: Yeah, there are 30 different apps that you could vote for across the uh, various different categories there's best open platform app best utility app and best file management app. there are a lot of uh, fancy apps here and apps that you guys probably are familiar with like rufus uh, speed test ink space or even fluent search and you could vote for these apps all the way through may 17th, uh, 8 pm pacific time and the person and the apps that win in these categories, they'll be featured in the big shot in in the Microsoft Store up front for everyone to see.
0: Yeah, so if you want people, if you're tired of trying to explain to your friends which apps to use, you can just vote for this and then point them in the direction say, open the store, it's the first one you see. (laughs) It's so much easier than trying to explain where to find and how to search for it. Uh, The next thing we have is your interview with, and I'm going to let you pronounce this because you had the interview,
1: Yes, uh, I managed to interview Sunita Carty from the Microsoft Viva team. She's the senior director at Microsoft Viva. And we talked about what exactly is Microsoft Viva, what it could do for you, how it integrates with teams, and what are some of the cool features of Viva that she likes. And And I'm sure you guys are going to enjoy it next week. So tune in next week, uh, next Sunday, for two podcast episodes. We'll have our usual Uh, rundown of the week and the news coming up uh, next Sunday but then we'll also have this special on podcast episode that you could watch earlier in the day with Sunita and learn more about Microsoft Viva
0: All right, I didn't know if you were going to uh, tell people, give them a tease what Viva is, but it seems like people are going to have to wait till next week to find out what Viva is (laughs) if you don't know Uh, I've seen it, Uh, it looks super cool and I think you guys would be very interested in it, uh, even if you aren't an HR person uh, because this is what the HR people will be using for you. Uh, the next thing we have is Microsoft's $21.9 billion uh, Army contract it is doing its field test, I believe, the 20, 24th or something like it, next week, essentially the week after next, is, and they'll start a month-long process of field testing the device. We've written ad nauseum articles about this device and its contract and the ups and downs of the process so far, but nothing's been official just yet. Uh, what will be official is this field test, which will Help Microsoft basically pitch the idea, pitch the hardware, pitch the software to the Defense Department, which has essentially put a lot of their money on hold. I think we went over the details of the contract where the $21.9 billion is the topmost that Microsoft can make from this project. Uh, this isn't what's guaranteed. And even what's guaranteed has been cut in half because they had an auditor come in and say that the entire valuation was overvalued. Uh, so Microsoft's really fighting an uphill battle. Uh, and that's just from the Department of Defense side. They also have to fight their own employees leaving. I think we wrote an article recently about how Microsoft's looking into paying their employees more so they don't leave. Uh, In particular, I believe we also wrote one about two months ago about Meta being the benefactor of a lot of AR people leaving the HoloLens department, so they are fighting a a bleed of that and the hardware having issues because HoloLens wasn't originally designed for the field. Uh, so now they're having to retrofit this, you know, pretty delicate device that was meant to be in offices and you know, as as rugged as heart warehouses are concerned, into having you, you know, resist dust, sand, wind, water, and all the rest. So uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that. Uh, we'll be letting you know how Microsoft's doing uh, as soon as Microsoft lets us know how they're doing or they are.
1: And that's it. I think we hit the end of the podcast. We got through all of our topics, and I'll leave you for the traditional outro.
0: Yeah, you can find me at mindhit one on Twitter. Uh, where can people find you?
1: Avac Jern.
0: Yeah, and that is us on the social medias. If you want more information, you want more stories, you just want more exposure to our entire writing group, which have been amazing and fantastic about covering the news, you can visit us at onmicrosoft.com or you can go visit us at onmicrosoft, which is our Twitter handle uh, on Twitter to get any of the Uh, latest breaking uh, news, headlines, editorials, all that kind of stuff. Uh, If you just want snippets of that kind of information to kind of store for later on, that's a good place to start. If you are a gamer and you want gaming information, you can go visit our Pinterest page where uh, Brad does a great job of keeping us updated and all that. And like I said, we have a lot of information about um, the Streamy Stick and the Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Everywhere and all that kind of stuff coming out. So keep your eyes peeled there uh, if you want to get that kind of news. You can also visit us on Instagram uh, at on Microsoft official, I believe. And that's where you can catch snippets of the podcast or you can go see some memes, things of that nature. And I believe those are the only places we're at. We are not exploring TikTok, so uh, don't go look for us there.
1: <laughs> and that's it. I'll see you again soon, everyone. Same place, same time.
0: Yeah, thanks for being back with us. And we hope to keep this going for as long as possible. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys visiting us every week. Have a right. good weekend and a great day. Bye, everyone. Take care.